Hello there, boys. In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we're going to talk about getting her to yes. Well, the playbook. Oh, yeah. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. In this episode of Man versus Marriage, it is a quick, fast, and in a hurry playbook episode. Practical ideas to help you win the game. I made that up right there, right then and there. So, You're so smart. Honey. Thanks, honey. Words of affirmation. Okay, so you know the email address, coach, at man versus marriage podcast. Dot com. You know the Facebook, at MVSM. And you know our website, manversusmarriagepodcast.com. Connect with us. Let us help me help you, man. Jerry Maguire. Okay, here we go. So this is a practical wrap-up of the two episodes that we talked about, getting her to yes, and it all started with sex. Okay, so, honey... You're going to help walk me through this so that we have the practicality there. The first thing was find the need, plant seeds. Find the needs, plant the seeds. So what did I do? Um, I looked at what your need was. It starts with love language. I mean, I cannot emphasize that enough. Even if you've read the book and you did it years ago or you did it last year, it starts with love languages because your spouse will tell you what they need if you identify their love languages. And that's something that you can take the test for free. Google it. You can take the test for free. Guys, get the book. I, li- I just got done listening to the book. It's phenomenal. It's so simple, but it's brilliant. Jump in. Go all in. If you don't like to listen to books, please Get the book and read it. That is going to be just instrumental in executing the game plan. Get the book. Now, next thing. I listened to what my wife said. I listened to her conversations. Okay, she gets out of the bath. I'm there, dude. Okay, she's naked. I'm staring at her. That's just the way it is. Every chance I get. But I would see how she would look at herself in the mirror, what she would say, the, the parts of her body that she wasn't, yes, the way you would grab your, your tummy and shake it around, the noises you would make, and just how you would just kind of smash yourself for, you know, because your boobs are not the same as when we got married, thanks to the kids. Breastfeeding eight children takes a toll on a woman's body. But I kept hearing, whether it was her physical, her mental her capacity to to be, you know, get things done at home, to get things done for the kids at school, whatever it was, there was a reoccurring theme. She told me that by what she was saying. What what was coming out of her mouth and her actions and that she was not enough. So I took that and I went with her love languages to try and start to build her up to believe that she was actually enough. Now, for you, for you, maybe your 
um, maybe your wife has another love language on the top. For Jeannie, it was quality time, physical touch. And over the course of some years, you know, we took the test again because I think at different parts of your life, some of those needs may be more than others. Like when I went through three years of surgery, acts of service was pretty darn high on my list because I couldn't do anything for myself. But hers, all she did is first place and second place changed, but it was physical touch and quality time. You look like you wanted to jump in there real quick. Well, it's just, I was going to mention, when when you go through something, whether it be the birth of a child, you went through several surgeries. I had multiples several times. So there were a lot of dry spell periods where we didn't have the physical touch because I couldn't or you couldn't. And that ramped it up from a low standpoint in my list to being my top because I hadn't had it in so long. I craved it. So that's something to take into consideration. If you've been through something in your marriage between the two of you, be it, um, you know, a trauma or a birth or a surgery or a death in the family, anything, take those things into consideration and reevaluate because it definitely changed a few things for us. Yeah. And, you know, the next thing on the list is suggesting some materials. This could be dangerous ground because you may suggest some of the wrong materials. So what I like to do is if I listen to something and it hits me in my heart, I want to share it with Jeannie, especially if it has something to do with the narrative she's talking about herself. I hope this makes sense. So if in what an example we used in the game plan episode was that Ed Milet does a lot. He does a lot to reinforce that you are enough and that you are valuable in spite of what your current circumstances say. And if you're a person of faith, like I'm a person of faith, I choose to believe what God says about me and let his words speak louder to me than my life circumstances because life circumstances are always changing. There are highs and there's lows. But one thing that's consistent is God's love and his word about who I am. That's me as a man of faith. So that is something that I believe Ed Milet takes to the next level. He's very successful with it. And he has people that have walked the path and are showing you this is how it gets done. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I think Joe Rogan, to, an, to a certain degree, does the same. He, he has some crazy guests on there, but he also... Oh, but he's fun. He's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so I would suggest some materials, whether it was an Ed Milet video, it was a podcast that I know my wife doesn't like podcasts, but I asked her to listen to it or we would listen to it on a drive. Um, and some of the some of the Joe Rogan podcasts are actually just a lot of fun to listen to. Go Most ahead. Most of the time, and this is just me, but it may be your wife too. If he would suggest for me to listen to it, or he liked it and he wanted me to hear it, nine times out of ten, I didn't. Or it just got kind of pushed off until way later. But if it was something that he came to me and we're going to drive somewhere, or you know maybe we're going to sit down as a family and have dinner or whatever, he would say, you know what, I was listening to this today and I know it's on YouTube. I'd really like us to watch this together. Would you mind? It it's just in how you present it, right? Really, right? Exactly. So you got you know, and then um, books that I would listen to, you know, and self help at the time was not something. 
for Jeannie or self-development. She, she was just turned off to it because of some other experiences and some things that we had been through. But, the, you know, this Best Self book by Mike Bayer was a great, a great reading uh, option. And I didn't know, but she got it. She told me later she got it because I had told her about a part that connected with me. And it made me think of how could it help her. And it wasn't something like, you know, 10 ways to be a better wife. It was not that. It was it was becoming the better part of you. And it it was just very relatable to me. And I knew that she was struggling through some things. So I suggested some materials that connected with me on her behalf because I'm I, I want my heart to be open for what my wife needs. And I'm not trying to jump to conclusions and maybe y'all don't communicate as well as you want to now. We have we have plenty of episodes if you go back to the beginning and, and dive in on those on how you can begin to develop communication. Go ahead. Now for me, and this is just me I like to wander through Barnes and Noble. If your wife is like me and she likes to read, take her on a date to the bookstore. They have a coffee shop in there. Take her into Starbucks, get a coffee, have a snack, and then watch where she browses. That will tell you a lot. Uh, honestly, I love romance novels. I write them, I but I like a certain type. And it's not the, you know, sex every two pages kind of books, but it's more something that has a personal emotional connection. Watch where she goes. If she goes into the romance section, then that's something you need to look into yourself. What is missing in the romance? What is she looking for? What is it that draws her to that? For me, it's the emotional connection. Quincy knows this about me, and it's a conversation we've had several times. These are the things I enjoy. These are things that I, I like reading about. But, you know, if she wanders over to like, self-help or if she wanders over to weight loss or if she wanders over to how to do better with your kids those are things you need to hone in on don't necessarily gravitate to it and start chomping on her for it but just watch and pay attention right and you know the next uh the next item on the um on the playbook for me is to um create an adventure or set up an adventure that why does that work for me because Jeannie's love language is quality time. I have to get away from home. I have to separate wife and mom when we go. And so if you're, let's say that your wife's love language is acts of service, that can be an adventure in itself, depending on what that looks like to her. Or if her love language is receiving gifts that is another that is another um, area that you could make it an, an adventure, even if it's something where you, you buy simple things and you hide them around the house and one gift leads to another gift. Those and are it, fun. Scavenger hunts are a lot of fun. And, you know, it's, it's about how creative you can get to connect with your wife. And it doesn't have to be a ton of money. Go ahead. Honey. We did one one year um, and we didn't have a really big budget, but... We hadn't done anything for Valentine's Day at all. And um, a friend and I got together. It was us and another couple. And she and I actually did a scavenger hunt. Well, kind of for Quincy and her husband. We left an hour and a half before they did. And then we left them envelopes numbered with, okay, you're going to go from here to here. When you get to this point, open the next envelope. 
And it was silly at the time when we were doing it. We were cracking up the whole time we were writing it because the clues that we gave all had to do with sex, of course, because, you know, how are you going to get a guy to come meet you on Valentine's Day? Let him know he's going to get laid and he's going to find you. <laughs> but when they got there, we had the rooms decorated very simply. It wasn't anything major like balloons and, and confetti and stuff. But then we had a dinner planned. We had a place we were going for a meal. We had I had a nice, cheap new outfit that I had bought. And I, it was clearance, so it was really cheap. But um, we just spent the night. We went up the coast, and we spent the night in, um, where were we at? It was Monterey. Monterey. And then the next day, we had bought tickets to go see Hearst Castle. Mm -hmm. And it's not anything massive, but we'd never been there, and we thought, this is really cool. But just that experience of waiting for them to figure out the clues and not giving them any information was the best anticipation and the best buildup to where are we going, what are we doing. It was a really good weekend, and it wasn't expensive to do. It was it was really cool, um, and it was fun. You know, um, I got some time to hang out with my buddy. You got some time to hang out with your friend. Um, we found our way around, you know, you girls were sneaky and did your thing. We had dinner and then you and I got to go and finish the night wonderfully, just you and us. And then the next day we went and we got to see the castle, something historical, but it was an adventure. Yeah. And, um, and the amount of time it took to put into, you know, just the directions and trying not to give it away, but at the same time, giving it, you know, you have to turn on Avenue D. So we were joking. It was like, okay, follow the street named after my bra size. And it was like, we knew. Yeah. We knew you guys would get that. It was fun, but the amount of time, that was Quincy's, the one thing I remember specifically from that weekend was Quincy saying, I appreciate how much time you put into doing this, how much thought you put into making this a good weekend. That's important. Mm -hmm. That's something to pay attention to. Okay, we got to get this wrapped up quick because we said it'd be 10 to 15 minutes. So, you know, um, when it comes to suggesting an adventure, that might look like something, that might look like something different to you, depending on what her love language is, what your love language is. And then the next thing we want to do is once you've had this experience, take some time to debrief or download to talk about what did you like? What would you want more of? How did it make you feel? And do that in an atmosphere where it's easiest for you to communicate. So, and that is not in the hustle and bustle of home. For Jeannie and I, we realized in our relationship that when we were out burning up the streets in the car, that's where we had some of our best conversations mm -hmm. because it was just us. There were no other distractions. It was just us, and we were there. Maybe for you it's a restaurant, a coffee shop. Maybe for you it's a walk in the park. Maybe for you it is something different, but you know your relationship better than us. So take time to talk about your it's, – it's like any sport. What do you do after the game? You have a post-game talk. You have a post-game uh, press conference where you talk about how things went. And then... Answer questions. As a team, you review your film. What worked? What didn't work? What would you want more of? But you debrief with each other. You celebrate the wins and you talk about how it made you feel. She talks about how it made her feel. And you start to build this deeper connection with each other. And, I, and to me... I think it is uh, 
I think it's just an, a very important thing to do so that you start to learn how to communicate more deeply with one another. Because all that does is build deeper bonds of trust between you two, and then you've anchored that with an experience. And then it's something that you can continually refer back to, and it's a bright spot in your life. Like you'll hear throughout the life of this podcast that San Diego saved our marriage because it did, and it anchored us. We, anytime we think about San Diego, there's always a fondness for it because it saved the experience there, saved our marriage. And that, that, that's what I want to encourage you guys to do. This is what the playbook episode is about. It's just to take and do like a final wrap-up for you so that you know some practical steps. And then you've got to share the wins, dude. You've got to share the wins. Let us know. If you have something that turns out well, go to the Facebook group and share it. You know, everybody doesn't have the courage to talk about their marriage. I know, it's sacred territory. It's off-limits for many people. But you're listening here for a reason. And I know the reason. I'm living the reason right now. So I, I'm excited to hear from you on what this episode meant to you. And as, we, as time goes on, you sharing your wins with me. Okay? Yes. Thank you. Anything else, honey? No, I think you covered it. Okay. All right, you super stud, you man beast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. We love you big time. If you are an Alabama fan, roll tide. If you're not, you're probably less likely to succeed at this whole marriage thing, but you'll get there. I believe in you. Anyway, this is Man Versus Marriage, the podcast. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast.